Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. It's an honor for me to be involved in these podcasts with Dr. Alan Safdie on health and wellness. These talks are based on evidence-based medicine, and I hope you'll listen to them. Today, Dr. Safdie, a world's expert on health and wellness, is going to be talking about hypertension. Alan, why should we worry about having high blood pressure? Yeah, it's a good question, Bill. Um, and I, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't worry about having high blood pressure. Um, you know, a lot of people don't regularly monitor their blood pressure. But let's discuss what blood pressure really is, because everybody hears these two numbers. Um, and you hear a the first number you hear is what we call systolic. So if somebody says you're 120 over 80. Now, what systolic blood pressure means when your blood pressure is a pressure of the blood pushing against the walls of these little arteries, these blood vessels that carry blood away from your heart. And when your heart is beating, um, that's the systolic. So it measures the pressure in those arteries when your heart beats. When the second number, the diastolic number, measures the pressure in your arteries when your heart is at rest in between beats. Um, so, you know, when you hear those numbers, now you understand exactly what they are. So if we say 120 over 80, the 120s when your heart is beating and the pressure within those arteries, the 80s when your heart's at rest. Uh, so we would write that as 120 over 80. And we'll discuss in a bit what's a normal blood pressure uh, because that's changed. Since 2003 and 2017, there was two dramatically different um, sets of recommendations. So you know, how do we, met, how do we diagnose it? We often don't diagnose it by symptoms. This is one of the things you just have to have your blood pressure checked. Um, and you want to have your regular blood pressure checked from your healthcare provider. If it's borderline when you go in and you're kind of nervous when you go in, you may want to get a good blood pressure monitor to have at home. So you can check it multiple times uh, at home. And, you know, usually the healthcare provider, whether it be he or she, um, will take you know, two or more readings at separate times or separate appointments uh, before making a diagnosis. We often won't depend on one. So, you know, your question is great. You know, why do I need to worry about hypertension or high blood pressure? Same thing, high blood pressure, hypertension. Um, you know, if the blood pressure is high, it's causing your heart to have to work harder. It's pumping harder. It's working overtime, um, which can lead to really serious consequences, healthcare consequences. Um, and some of the most devastating heart, you know, healthcare consequences, kidney failure, renal failure, same name for same disease. So your kidneys won't work as well. Um, heart failure, your heart's been pumping against such a high pressure for so long, your heart may start failing uh, and the muscles may get larger and larger within the heart. Uh, one can have a heart attack, obviously, and one can have a stroke where your the blood is not flowing to a portion of the brain. Um, so there's a variety of other conditions that one can have, but th those, yeah, are I mean, I think that's, that's, those are really important points. Heart failure is still one of the most common causes. In fact, it's the most common cause patients are hospitalized in the United States today. And the most common cause of, of, uh, heart failure is hypertension, high blood pressure. So it's, it's key for everyone to know it. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, not only, um, not only does it occur, um, it occurs in every population, it occurs in young people as well. It can occur in 30 years olds and 20 year olds. And uh, I've had a high 
a family history of high blood pressure. I started on high blood pressure medicines when I was uh, 32. My wife started on them when she was 28. So uh, it, it's very important for people to start uh, having their blood pressure uh, checked and go on the medicines. In fact, high blood pressure medicines were one of the very first things uh, many, many years ago that doctors figured out that they could prolong people's lives if they started them on those medicines. Yeah, Bill, there's some excellent points, and thanks for you know uh, putting your family history and your personal history into this so people have some idea. This is very prevalent. This is not a disease that's not common, and we should be checking at very young ages. Uh, we don't want to be waiting until somebody goes in for their Medicare physical to get a blood pressure when they turn 65. So one of the things that's interesting, blood pressure levels, we found out maybe we weren't too aggressive, you know, aggressive enough in looking for hypertension. So back in 2003, uh, you and I would look at people at risk for hypertension is once they got between 120 and 139 systolic and 80 to 90, 89 diastolic. That has changed. Um, you know, 120 to 129 uh, systolic, we consider elevated. Um, and normal, we want less than 120 or 120, it can be 120, less than or equal to 120 uh, in the systolic, the upper number, which is when your heart's pumping, and 80 uh, diastolic. So, you know, it may be a little bit high when you start getting into the 120 to 129 range and elevated, you know, diastolic, we start monitoring much more carefully over 80. Uh, doctors now in the 2017 guidelines, and some doctors use the 2003 guidelines, some use the 2017, but we call hypertension when the top number gets above 130 consistently, not just one measurement in an office, uh, and diastolic consistently over 80. Uh, so there's, these are things that have to be monitored or discussed with your physician. And remember, you know, there's no warning signs or symptoms, um, and people don't often know they have high blood pressure until it's checked. And so it's really, you know, important, uh, especially in regards to heart health. And, you know, there's other things we can do for heart health to lower the blood pressure. And a lot of that is lifestyle changes, things that we can do, um, you know, within our lifestyle uh, that can help lower the risk of hypertension. So not waiting till you get it. But steps each one of us can take every day to keep our blood pressure in a healthy range. Um, so, you know, eat a healthy diet. I mean, it's really important, predominantly plant-based diet. Um, doesn't have to be completely health-based, but keeping your weight at your healthy weight. If you have a family history, even if you do all those, you still may end up with hypertension, but it may be easier to control. Uh, as I mentioned before, physically active is really important. You know, try to get that 21, 22 minutes every single day of exercise, uh, whether it be a brisk walk or bicycle or whatever you can enjoy gardening. Um, I don't enjoy vacuuming, but if you want to vacuum for that amount of time every day, absolutely don't smoke and be careful with the amount of alcohol you drink. And one of the things we're finding now that's more and more and more important in regards to not just heart health, but overall health is getting an adequate amount of sleep. Um, that sleep is important part of keeping your heart and blood vessels healthy. So, you know, consider some of these lifestyle changes also. Alan, the, the other thing I want to ask you about is salt. Uh, should people add salt to their diet? Maybe you should add potassium to your diet, but no, we, we really use way too much salt. I mean, if, 
one thing if you could take them all our podcast is we believe in whole foods, unprocessed foods. Um, you know, broccoli is broccoli, you know, cantaloupe is cantaloupe, strawberries, blueberries, all those things. But try to get unprocessed foods, including try to get organic milk where you can, or at least the cows uh, weren't fed antibiotics and things. But limit the amount of salt. I mean, the, the average American takes in way, way too much salt. Um, it's difficult for people to measure the amount of grams of salt they're getting. But be very careful. To, you know, I tend, back when I was young, in my teens and 20s, I used to add salt to almost everything. I stopped when I got married. Um, and now foods taste salty to me that, you know, no food, no salt was added to them. You start tasting the natural salts that occur in these foods. So, you know, you don't need to add. Well, one thing that has a lot of salt that people aren't aware of sometimes are soups. Soups tend to have very high salt content. Yeah. And just be careful of processed foods. And a lot of this, if you make soup at home, you can do one that's, you know, very low in salt, but you're absolutely right, Bill. I mean, the, the processed type foods, the American diet has evolved to enjoy salt. Uh, so be careful with the salt, but, also be careful with all the other factors. One of the things I found fascinating, uh, which was came out earlier this year in regards to foods, was they looked at beets, you know, a simple type thing. And it's not just beets. I mean, beets as well as spinach and celery are rich in, or in inorganic nitrate. Uh, and that may help the bacteria in the mouth, turning nitrate into nitric oxide, which relaxes and regulates blood vessels. Um, so... Older people tend to lower, have lower nitric oxide production, and they put people, this was a healthy study out of England, um, and they put people on beets uh, or beet juice, and they compared them, and they showed that higher levels of bacteria associated with good vascular function, good blood vessel function, better cognitive function, brain health, um, and lower levels of bacteria linked to diseases and inflammation by just adding simple healthy foods, whether it be beets, whether it be spinach, celery, things that are very healthy in the plant kingdom. Unfortunately, you're not going to get that in the animal kingdom. Um, so, you know, consider things that can improve your heart health, uh, get your blood pressure monitored on a regular basis. And we'll talk in the next one about heart disease. You know, what can we do to lower our risk? How do we keep our heart healthy? What are some very easy things besides monitoring blood pressure to keep our heart healthy? Alan, that was, again, that was a great discussion. If you like our talks on evidence-based medicine, uh, please uh, go ahead and subscribe to our channel and tell your friends about our podcast. Thank you, Alan. Thanks, Bill, and stay safe.